and welcome to Wicked Slice, the only D&D 5e crossover powered by Baked Goods. My name is Joshua Gould. I am your Dungeon Master for this 10-part journey with the crew from Wicked Game. I'm joined tonight by Nikki, who will be playing Rico Grease, Michelle, who will be playing Lavina Levy Payne, Tom, who will be playing Keris Welk, and Alicia, who will be playing Captain Guy Captain. Yes, that is his real name. This podcast is taken from the live-streamed episodes previously shown on twitch.tv forward slash wickedgamerpg and then posted to the Wicked Game YouTube channel. Our apologies for the slight decrease in audio quality, but we hope you'll be able to enjoy the episode nonetheless. If you'd like to view the entire unedited recording of this live stream, then please make your way over there where you can catch all of their current releases. There is no middle bit this week, we've decided to give the middleman who I hear is devilishly handsome some vacation time. So I will take this opportunity to ask you to make sure that you're following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Dice and a Slice, D-I-C-E-N-A-S-L-I-C-E, where you can see all of our slices and some of our adventures on our off-season. And while you're at it, why not follow Wicked Game as well at Wicked Game RPG. W I C K E D G A M E R P G. They're very friendly folks, as you're about to find out. And finally, just before we jump into this exciting episode, I'd like to encourage you to take a look at Geeky Clean's range of bath bombs and all sorts of other bath time paraphernalia. They've even introduced a subscription service where you can get regular deliveries of your favourite bath time products. And don't forget you can use that code DICENASLICE, D-I-C-E-N-A-S-L-I-C-E, at checkout to get 10% off your next order. Bath bomb's not your thing? Maybe you prefer badass TTRPG jewellery and accessories. If that's the case, then you should head over to Witch Hunt Store to pick up everything you, or that special geek in your life, could ever want or need. And you know what? You can even use that code DICENASLICE at checkout there as well. Check out our Instagram to see some of the beautiful polyhedral dice drop earrings that Alicia got for Christmas. Well, that's it from me. All that remains is to thank everyone who has supported us on our Ko-Fi, but especially to Benjamin, who has kindly chosen to subscribe to us. Thank you, Benjamin, from all of us here at Dice and a Slice. And a special thank you to Alicia, who's taken four hours of audio and edited it into something wonderful, coherent, and most importantly, not four hours long. And now, without any further ado, please enjoy this episode of Wicked Slice. Last time on Wicked Slice, well, our merry crew had a visitor aboard their ship, Keris's old caregiver, question mark, a uh, woman known as Granny Welk appeared. Keris believed Granny Welk to be dead, uh, but she in fact wasn't. So she joined Keris for a creepy doll tea party and divulged to Keris that she can help our wonderful crew navigate the mysterious area known as the Black Mists in exchange for them helping her with a squatter situation. The crew agreed to help her on the grounds that, you know, they'd get what they wanted. They arrived on this island as if uh, magically guided there. They first found a little table, a little trestle table that had been set up for a tea party. They made their way through a fungal forest. Um, I think you'll find Josh, sorry to correct. It was a fungal jungle. It was a fungal <laughs> jungle, I'm sorry. 
Wicked Wicked, the fungal jungle was massive. They were able to follow a footpath, but the footpath had some white and red mushrooms either side of it. After some investigations, our party found out that these red mushrooms were in fact some sort of malicious fae known as Red Cap. Our crew carried on through the woods, hearing hey on the wind. Eventually they encountered the source of these hey. Some beasts that we now know are referred to as Yeth Hounds, but they were all killed because that's what these guys do best. Following this, a pathway revealed itself to our wonderful crew, leading up to the house that they believe to have Granny Welk's squatters in. They approached the doorway and uh, on it was a code. They worked out that it was double, double toil and trouble. And on saying that were greeted by three women, one with blonde hair, red hair and brunette hair. They asked for the party's name, and in unison they all said no. The door was slammed in their face, Rico drew a gun, and then suddenly the ground around them started to move as the lawn golem, the earth golem, and some sort of very strange-looking shrub all came to life. Can everyone please roll initiative for me? Yes, Nikki. You forgot that I summoned uh, a gr my grease monkey. You did summon your grease monkey, yes. I didn't forget that, I just chose to ignore it. <laughs> Go on then, Levy, what's your initiative, please? 13. 13, lovely. Uh, Karis. 17. Rico. 20, dirty, filthy. Uh, your person will just take their turn after yours. I, my go will. Your go will -wa. My go will -wa. And Captain Guy Captain. <laughs> I also got a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Uh, who wants to go first, Rico or Captain Guy Captain? Who's got more flips? Probably Captain Guy Captain. I'm a five, Dex. Oh, it's so how he survived this long. I've got them sea legs, man. He survived by not getting hit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, first in the initiative, we have Captain Guy Captain. <laughs> Captain is instantly panicking. Um... <laughs> What Captain Guy Captain's gonna do is, for his movement, he's gonna run down here, and then for his bonus action, he's gonna hide. Roll me a stealth check. Ooh, uh, that is a 33. You oh. believe yourself to be hidden. And then he's gonna take out his rapier in a kind of yeah. panic, and he's gonna hold an attack if anything comes within range of him. You're gonna go for the venomous snake technique there, waiting for something to walk by <laughs> you so you can yeah. strike. I think also he doesn't want to initiate anything in case the group decides they're going to do something else. So he's like, I'm just going to hide and see what they do. That's fair. And hang out. <laughs> Next up, speaking of people who just do things, Rika! I'm going to take a shot at the nasty plant with my gun. Yeah. 26 to hit the nasty plant. 26 to hit the nasty <laughs> plant, the nasty, stinky plant. Uh, yeah, that will hit, yeah. 15 damage. One five. Yes, magical damage, for your reference. Thank you. And then he's going to throw out his flamethrower, boy. Ooh. Can't do anything just yet, but I'm going to throw him down over at this grassy boy. Okay. Um, My big Gawiwa is going to run up to the nasty plant and do punch. Do punch. Okay, Gawiwa, do punch. A Gawiwa gets two punch, uh, three punch. Wow, three punch. The lowest is a 17 to hit. Uh, yeah, they they will all hit, in which case. Amazing. 36 points of damage from Gawiwa. Wow. 36 points of damage. What kind of damage is that? Uh, magical bludgeoning damage. Fantabitastic. Rico, you aim your pistol and you, you take a shot. <laughs> Rings true, you tear off one of these huge, lovely, beautiful uh, yellow flowers that this plant has. You blow off all the petals. Underneath the petal, you think you see like... It's like a weird kind of bit of stem. It's like a white 
connected, made of like nodules almost, underneath like the stem of this flower. It's kind of weird. And then your Gawiwa just charges over and um, goes all Danky Kang on its ass. For the mental picture of everyone, this is a gorilla made entirely of grease. It is a very greasy boy. And it does leave behind like a slick trail behind it as well. Uh, you deploy your little flamethrower that lands on its feet and kind of scuttles around a little bit. Uh, next in the initiative is Keris. So uh, I think Keris is going to look uh, around, see this big old nasty plant with an ally specifically uh, next to it. She's going to um, sort of whip out her pistol and fire one of her peg dolls at the big nasty plant, please. Do it. Are you using... Uh one of the magical pistols that you you have? Yes, I, so I'm using the, the magical pistol and um, try to shoot Greta. Gonna shoot Greta. That was a 28 to hit? 28 does hit the nasty plant, yes. Incredible. So, uh, because I have a, an ally next to it, I get my uh, sneak attack. You do? So uh, 50 altogether on that hit. I'm then going to use one of my Whale of the Graves. Yep. And as this sort of like little peg doll hits the plant, you can see almost kind of little little sort of lumps in the in the stalk of the plant kind of traveling down into the ground. And you can, you can start to see tiny little kind of dolls made of roots start to scrabble out of the ground and start to um, <laughs> attack the dirt golem as well. Cool. Uh, that'll be 16 damage as well. And she's going to sort of start to back away. Uh, she's going to try and hide with her bonus action, please. Ah, yeah, that's fine. So 32 stealth. Karis, you grab your magical pistol that looks as though it was carved out of an old hunk of metal that had been carved. You slide in one of these peg dolls and it flies out and there's almost just like a as it flies through the air. Good old Greta. <laughs> Good old Greta. <laughs> and the spirit of Greta claws at this dirt golem through these roots and tendrils, you jump over a fence and hide. Next up, Levy, because you guys all went before these guys. Wow. That's good. Love that for us. Levy's gonna do a Scarlet Witch moment. Nice. She's gonna like fly up into the air and bring down some like bolts of lightning. And then she's gonna use, I think two sorcery points to cast Witch Bolt, one at the Lawn Golem and one at the Dirt Golem. So one at the Lawn Golem is 27 to hit. 27 does, in fact, hit. Okay. And the Dirt Golem is a 22 to hit. 22 does, in fact, hit, yes. Amazing. So she's now just connected with them both. That's going to be 15 points of lightning damage each. Nice. Oh, yeah, I forget. It's not with her hands. It's her gun. She's got a gun that she shoots lightning out of. Naturally. <laughs> That's my turn. So, Levy, you, uh, I mean, you're already levitating, <laughs> but you sort of soar upwards a little bit more. You jam two sorcery points into your pistol. However that looks, I don't know. Don't want to think about it. And aim it into the air. You fire. And the lightning just arcs out, striking these two creatures. It seems to do as much as you would expect it to do. Just letting you know. I'll take that. So, that is the end of our protagonists. Next up is the turn of everything else. <clears throat> so, the dirt golem, which now, like, fully pulls itself out of the earth, it seems to wield, like, a shovel made out of stone, and its body looks as though it's, like, dirt that's got, like, stone as body armor, like a, like a plate mail armor. It's real cool. It's very cool. What it's going to do is turn to the grease monkey, which is nearest, and it is going to do two hits. 
First one is a 12. Second one is a natural 20 for a 27. Love that. The second one hits. This creature, as it pulls itself out of the dirt, lunges towards Monkey with this stone shovel, but Monkey has a hand that just goes up and holds it and turns sort of King Kong-esque. Monkey begins to like roar in its face and then its fist just comes in and punches Monkey straight in the mouth. <laughs> dealing, now we do crunchy grits here. Do enjoy a crunchy. Dealing 23 magical bludgeoning damage. Okay, and do you know what's fun about Monkey? What's fun about Monkey? Because he's hot grease, any creature that touches Monkey or hits it with a melee attack while within five feet of it takes 1d10 fire damage. That's exciting. He's a hot boy and that's seven fire damage. Spicy power. Good. So this creature punches Monkey and then like looks at its fist that is just like singeing earth and it just like... <laughs> It will attempt to lumber away, actually. One, two. Oh, I think I'm going to get an opportunity attack on you. It's going to make its way over towards Rico. Can make an opportunity attack if you wish. 13. 13 doesn't hit. Yeah, as, as Monkey tries to hit with the hand that was it was already using to hold the shovel out the way. Silly Monkey. Silly Monkey. Next up is the turn of the Lawn Golem which is right by your little thing. A little guy. It's just, it's just a little guy. It's just a little guy. And what the Lawn Golem is going to do, it cannot reach Levy. It cannot see Captain Guy Captain. So what it's going to do is it's going to lumber... And Captain Guy Captain, what it'll do is it lumbers in, it'll just sort of just push you to the side, basically. Because it can't see you, it's just going to push you out of the way as it goes for Rico. Captain Guy Captain, your held attack. Yeah! Attack it! Kill it, Captain! One shot. That's a 19 to hit. 19 does hit, yes. Roll damage. That is 12 damage. Good job. Uh, is that magical? That's just regular damage. Wah, wah. I just have regular items. <laughs> Captain Guy Captain, you lunge forwards with your dagger and it just like bends. You expect it to pierce and penetrate, but it just like that. So it doesn't do anything? It does some. Some, okay. Uh, no, I'm actually lying to you. It does no damage at all. It just flexes against its leg. Cool, cool. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Captain can't help you. <laughs> Could he ever? I'm out. <laughs> you see as all of the grass starts just like goes from like laying flat. It's like basically, it's basically like turf on a golem. And like you see where it's come from is basically like the impression of a humanoid has just come out of the dirt. Mm -hmm. You see all of the grass over it sort of goes from just sort of laying there passively to all standing up on end and starts to vibrate a little bit. That's pretty hot. And then it's going to use its bonus action to slam you. Me. Yeah. That's a 27 to hit Rico. Okay, Rico, you take 13 bludgeoning damage. Oof. And I need you to make a con save, please. Um, I rolled a 21. 21. Rico, as this slam hits you, you feel as though, like, some roots try and get into your weird skin. It's actually a film. <laughs> into your weird film. But actually, you, you just pull away, and it doesn't seem to have done anything extra to you, question mark. Arousal. <laughs> Next up, some things happen that you cannot see. Following that, it is the turn of everyone's favourite nasty plant. Can your grease monkey please make me a con save? Fucking gladly. Oh, hang on. Is your monkey a construct? Yes. Your monkey's absolutely fine. Okay. The nasty plant draws up a root from the ground and you see it's got like a decaying body there. And then it sets it on the ground whoop, as the zombie reanimates next to it, the vines sort of controlling its limbs. And then it's just going to tentacle slap the monkey because the monkey's made of fire and this is a plant and plants 
canonically slap things that are made of fire. <laughs> That's a natural 20. Wow. Fucking hell, bud. Again. Oh my god. And an 8 and a 14. So only the first one hits. And it hits. 19 bludgeoning damage, and I need Monkey to make another con save. He takes 5 fire damage. I think my con's a 19. 19? That's fine. Yeah. It, I can now I can now reveal to you all it's a corpse flower. I love those fuckers. Pulls out one of these zombies, places it next to it, and then uses its remaining tentacles to try and slap the grease monkey. The first one whaps it straight across the face. Another really good hit. The face is always unprotected of the grease monkey. Two more tentacles come in, but the monkey grabs them, and then you just see flames like come from the points where the vines have been grabbed and just move down the body of this flower. It doesn't look great. I'll tell you that much for free. Uh, next up is the zombie, which is going to... I'm sorry, Rico. Yeah, see, what normally happens is Rico stays at the back and everyone else fights. But what's happened is that everyone's fucked off and our... <laughs> our tank is asleep on the ship. That's our problem. Yeah, that's okay. Actually, it can't reach you as this zombie shambles towards you, Rico. Fucking shambles is the word, mate. Shambles is the word. <laughs> All right, top of the round. Captain Guy Captain. I know that my character build is slightly different. Would it be fair to assume that Captain Guy Captain would have, like, the shit you'd normally have in an explorer's pack? i.e. a tinderbox. Yeah. We've been a bad influence on this map. So he sees his blade just doesn't do anything. So he's just going to try and like light a match and see if he can set this lawn um, golem on fire. But first, I'm going to bonus action use the help action. Mm -hmm. Who are you using the help action on? So it's anyone within 30 feet of you. Let's say Rico because he seems to be the target at the moment. So Rico has a help action which means you get a d6 to whatever you do next damage wise and I get 2d6 if I do any damage. If. Big if. Yes, if. Um, and you also have advantage on, on your next thing, Rico. Love that. Uh, so, Captain Guy Captain, uh, roll me a sleight of hand check first mm -hmm. for setting fire to something with a lighter. <gasps> That was the best number. That was the best number. Uh. Amazing. What I'll do is I will count that as a as a crit uh, on your to hit. Yay. Uh, roll me a survival check for setting fire to grass. That is a 12. 12. Um, it's not difficult to set fire to grass. It is quite difficult to set fire to grass that's living. But Captain Guy Captain, you sneak your hand out and it looks like it could be one of the branches there. And you take your tinderbox and you just like throw embers on this lawn golem. <laughs> and the sparks kind of catch, and you see some of the grass start to get burned away. Roll me 3d6. It'll be 3d6 plus 18 because you got a crit. Wow. Wow. There's a five and a six and a one. 12 plus 18. That's 30 damage, Captain Guy Captain. Fucking hell. That's big damage. Look at me go. Oh, <laughs> Tinderbox. And an uncontrolled flame. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. He's been learning from Rico. <laughs> that's that's literally how it is. And it starts off as just like some embers, and then they just like go across this entire thing. Everyone else, you see this lawn golem inexplicably burst into flames, and it like it looks a lot more terrifying now. Good good job, Rico! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's oh. just one good thing and he's hidden in a tree and everyone's going to assume it's Rico. So Rico, you greasy bastard, it's your turn. Unless Captain Guy Captain's going to be moving. You are not currently hidden, just FYI. Yeah, he is going to make a run for it just because he doesn't want the bush to catch fire and then burn him alive. Okay. <laughs> so he's going to run over here. Captain Guy Captain, as you start to run away, you feel a set of eyes look at you. Yeah. That's a dirty 20 to hit. Yeah, that will hit Captain oh. Cap Guy Captain. Captain Guy Captain is going to set someone to set a fire and then fall unconscious <laughs> out of a bush. That's 
12 bludgeoning damage, and I need you to make a con save, please. Oh, he's so on fire. Um, yeah, that is a 7 on a con save. Captain Guy Captain, this turf golem, lawn golem, I've called it four different things in four different documents, extends an arm towards you and just slams you against the tree. As it does, you feel these roots sort of just, like, leech into your body. Uh. That 12 bludgeoning damage you took is subtracted from your max hit points. Oh, wow. Okay. Oof. Yep. This will last until... I'll tell you when it's removed. I'll let you know. <laughs> but you're able to worm out from under the arm and make your way into the far corner, sort of just like yeah. pulling some of these roots out of you. You just hear Kevin going, shit, shit, fuck, shit, fuck it. <laughs> Next up, Rico. Rico, Rico, Rico. It's Rico time. It's Rico time. It is Rico time. So my little flame throw is going to go here. He's going to do a 15-foot cone. Not hitting Rico, not hitting Levy, because Levy's 20 foot in the air. Yep. They're hitting the Lawn Golem, the Dirt Golem, and the Zombie. Okay, what do they have to do? I think it's a sex day. Ooh, okay. So the Lawn Golem and the Zombie are too slow and lumbering to get out of the way. The Dirt Golem, however, is surprisingly agile. It just, like, steps neatly and elegantly out of these flames, actually using, like, the wind produced by Levy's flight to create like a little cone of safety around it. It was a natural 20 for that one. So so by my saves rules, that will take no damage. That's fine. Uh, it's 30 points of damage, fire damage, uh, including the D6 that I was gifted. Nice. Um, the zombie, zombie eats shit. <laughs> zombie uh, could, should, and definitely does eat shit. Um, it's now Rico's turn. It's, yeah, that's now, now it's time for your action, Rico, as these flames writhe across the, the well-manicured lawn. Oh, do you know what I am going to do? What? What's that? What are you going to do? I need a constitution saving throw from the dirt golem and the lawn golem. I'm going to cast Thunderway. Good thing Captain Guy Captain moved. Not that it would have mattered to you. Nope, Rico would have done it anyway. <laughs> that is a 16 and a 14. That sounds like two fails to me. And that is... 10 thunder damage each. Cool. And then it's Grease Monkey's turn. Go, Grease Monkey, you're burning up the quarter mile. Grease Monkey, I've got two natural 20s and a natural 19 on three attacks. Wow. Yeah, they're all going to hit. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's unlikely that this thing makes it out of that. But give me give me the full number anyway. Right. Two crunchy crits. We've got no resistances wow. here, so just... 55 points of damage. Magical bludgeoning. Beautiful. Grease Monkey, having been whipped by this creature, Creature, and then holding two of its vines, sending like a little lick of fire going down it, then like wraps these two vines around its arms and just like spreads the hands and arms apart. And you just hear the sound that can only be described as vines being pulled out of a larger mass of vines. And then they all sort of catch fire and it's a very thick, black smoke that kind of pours off this plant as it thuds on the ground and you see the remaining flowers just wilt as it begins to burn away and you see Grease Monkey as well leaves like tarry footprints next to it the remaining vine he just sort of takes a huge bite out of it beats his chest leaving like this stringy greasy residue behind mm, guys he, he's going gorillas great uh <laughs> anything else on the grease monkey's turn no he's moved up to the dirt golem uh next up keris you're behind a picket fence my friends have got it from here i think to be honest uh, i'm just gonna um you know what i'm gonna do josh what are you gonna do? i would like to hop the fence okay um i'm gonna run directly at the house 
just zoom, 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 zoom. Okay. Um, and as I uh, get to the house, I'm gonna jump, bring my uh, uh, weapon up, uh, jump directly at the house and uh, invoke my ghost walk ability to uh, zoom through the wall of the house, nice. if that's okay, Josh. Okay. Keris, you jump and you see just like a little window, just like a little tiny window. And on the other side of that window, you see one of these hags, not in their person form, in their hag form. With plants and mushrooms growing out of her blue skin. One eye a little bit bloated, as though it's like, and like the socket around it, it looks as though this eye is taken out and put in every now and again. She's got four or five teeth that are as gray as iron and a smile that just says like, uh, you fool. Oh no! Keras! You've already told me what you're going to do. Yeah. How far can you ghost walk into the building? Ten foot. Ooh. <laughs> so, Keris. Yeah? You bamf into here, and I'm afraid to tell you oh, no. that literally right next to you <gasps> is one of these hags, and just around the corner is another one of them. Oh, I hate the image. Joshua, what I would like to do is immediately go to shoot the, the hag next to me. You're going to shoot the hag next to you? I'm gonna shoot that hag. <laughs> that will be at disadvantage. Also, fuck it. Uh, I'm gonna sharpshoot it at disadvantage, because fuck you. <laughs> All right. Ballsy move. Uh, that was actually 25. Minus five is 20 yes. to hit. Yeah, that will, that will hit as Keris, you bamf in, turn around and just Han Solo style. Roll damage for me. 13 rolled plus 10 for the sharpshooter is 23 points of damage. That's a lot of damage. And I think um, still with the pistol uh, aimed at the one directly in front of me, I will say I am one of Granny Welk's children. If you do not vacate this property, I will make you. Uh, Roll me intimidation check. Bitch. (laughs) I rolled a seven and I'm not very charismatic, so that's a four. You need some more charisma. (laughs) (laughs) You you say this and like you hear a cackle and it starts from her and then like it just moves in like to another one of them that you cannot quite see because they're fun. They like to have fun. Next up, Levy. Oh, Karis, you're no longer hidden, by the way. <laughs> Shockingly. <Yeah. laughs> That's fair. I'm still connected to these two, so they both you take are. 13 points of lightning damage. Nice. 13 points of lightning damage. And I want to move. Where are you going to move? I'm just going to back away from them a bit, trying to see where Karis has gone, not being able to see anything. Yeah, absolutely more. I mean, last thing you saw was your friend just bamf outside of the hag's, hag's hut. If I'm honest, I think Levy's having a great time. I think she's just cackling to herself. It's like... <laughs> lawn is just on fire she's raining down lightning like she's just having the best day like, she's she's fucking emperor palpatine <laughs> yeah just oh, unlimited power she's loving the chaos like this is great what a fun trip. <laughs> cool. Anything else on your turn, Levy? That's me. Cool. Uh, next up, it's time to get Dirty, spelt with three R's. Christina Aguilera's here? Yes, yes. T- tonight only, I'd like to welcome... Is it Christina Aguilera? Christina <laughs> Aguilera. Have a point of inspiration. Yes! The way I allocate inspiration with regards to puns is if I'm angry that it was made, <laughs> that's when you get it. Who is it that's going now? Yes, it's dirty. And it's going to raise its shovel above its head, Rico. It doesn't know that Grease Monkey is there. And it is just going to try and, like, boom, you on the head. 
with its stone shovel. That's a 24 to hit. Hit! That does eight bludgeoning damage to you, Rico. Oh, I'm okay with that. And as this shovel comes down towards you, you see all of the earth, all of the stones in there suddenly, like, move effortlessly as though all the dirt is flowing through it. And you see this shovel come towards you and, like, halfway through it picks up speed and creates, like, a like a sonic boom behind it. Rico, you take an additional 15, it rolled badly, additional 15 thunder damage, and I need you to make a strength save, please. Josh, I rolled a 21 on my strength save. On your strength save, all right. Um, You are not knocked prone. Congratulations. I'm so greasy, my dude. That shovel just goes... (laughs) As the, the shovel just like... Like it makes contact, the thunder damage hits you, but it's 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 shovel off a duck's back. It's sticky. Next up is the turn of uh, the lawn golem, which is like a lawn gnome, but worse. It is going to uh, just punch you. It's just gonna fucking punch you, Rico. I'm sorry, but you're the only one there. <laughs> Everyone else has abandoned you. Oh! Oh, that's a natural 20! What oh. is happening with your rolls, Josh? What's happening is everyone has left me. That's a natural 20 and a natural 1 with its action, but the grass on it, while on fire, is still, like, stiffened and vibrating. <laughs> so it gets to have an extra attack. He's not the only one. <laughs> and that's a 19 to hit Rico as well. It's... So the first one is a crit. That's going to be a crunchy crit. That's 38 damage, Rico. <gasps> oh, I passed my concentration check by one. Could you please do a another con save for me as well? Oh. 21. 21 passes again as you feel these roots, tendrils try and, like, get inside your greasy film. Like the spell cast. <laughs> you're, you're in melee range. Oh. You're talking an awful lot of smack for someone in smack distance. (laughs) It comes again with another attack from the other arm, but, like, your resistance to this root attack, trying to suck out your energy, like, its other arm comes out a little bit weird and it throws it off balance and it just completely misses you. And then one of its knees comes into play and just gets you right in the solar plexus, assuming that you had one. And that is 10 bludgeoning damage. And I need you to make another con save, please. 17. 17, you are fine. Again, as from the knee, these roots try and take hold on you, but don't quite manage to do it. The grass on this thing's back seems to calm down a bit. Okay. Next up is the hags, because you went into their home. Oh, Karis! Karis, that's a 21 to hit you. Uh, oh, yeah, that hits. As the one next to you, Geminus, the redhead, um, now only shown that she's a redhead, but like a few scraps of like tufts of red hair that jut out of her head. Wait, sorry, sorry, hold on. Um, did you roll at disadvantage? I did not roll at disadvantage. Why am I rolling at disadvantage? Because you need to roll at disadvantage because I'm a ghost. <laughs> um, <laughs> that tracks. That's a 15. Uh, That misses. She looks at you and says, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) And puts her arms out wide. And like, it's like she's trying to hug you and like pull you in for an awful embrace. But you just glide backwards. Come on, consent, come on. (laughs) That is her turn. Then one of them comes around the corner and sees her sister having a bit of an issue. 
Keres. Yes. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me, please. Uh, that's a 19. 19. You succeed as this hag reaches forwards and tries to, like, touch you with just, like, one long iron talon. Um, but you just move your arm out the way. Again, still a little bit spectral, still a little bit creepy. What is the no? <laughs> Go away, please. Okay. And finally, the last hag is going to, like, like put her head round the corner and just see, and she sees Keris down there. And Keris, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw, please. 18. As you feel this gaze settle on you and you, you just turn away. Oh. <laughs> You feel as though you're going to get a stern telling off, but you just look away. The thing that dogs do. And nothing bad happens to you. Uh, and the corpse flower is dead. Captain Guy Captain, top of the round. Come on, Captain. We need your help over here. <laughs> Captain Guy Captain can't do any damage. Um, Captain Guy Captain is going to yell across to Rico be like, oh, Rico, mate, I'd, I've never said this, but I think you're quite handsome and you can have a healing word. Oh, shit. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so you get, I'm sorry, it's not much. It's baby. That is four, though. So 1d4 plus two, you get six health. Hey. That's something. Thought you were some kind of one woman man. Um, it's been a long 10 years. And Josh, are there any, is there anything that resembles a window? Yes, there is. There's a, there's a window kind of there. And from where you are, you can see there's another window there. There's a lot of windows for this place. Yeah. So Captain Guy Captain is going to run over to here and with his action, he's, he's going to be knocking on the window and he's going to give us, he's like, guys, there is some severe property damage happening outside. If you do not open these doors and show me some official documentation, I'll be forced to act irrationally. Oh. And I would like to roll an intimidation check on these hags, please. Uh, you can roll me an intimidation check or a persuasion check. I love him so much. You give me proficiency and persuasion, not intimidation. So I will go with persuasion. That's that's a much better choice. Captain Guy Captain isn't intimidating. <laughs> that is a 25. Okay, a 25. Just at the window. Uh, you're not on the papers. Uh, they cannot beat that. <laughs> you hear the sounds of discussion from within the building. Keris, you, you hear all these hags go, what? Oh, shit. We need the document. We need the document. Oh, I don't have a document. Oh, where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Love it. Uh, anything else in your turn, Captain Guy Captain? He's just going to stand at the window, eyes wide, like looking in. Captain Guy Captain, you can see inside there. It's like a like a pretty rubbish looking bedroom. Oh, it's like a not well looked after bedroom. That's basically it. Uh, Rico. I'm going to blow his fucking roots out. Okay. I'm going to shoot him with a gun. Okay, do it. Shoot the lawn golem. 23 to hit. That fucking hits. Um, it's a 15 damage with my magical gun. 15. Pew, pew. As you, you shoot it, again, point blank range. It's not quite able to reach its terminal velocity while it's doing that, but it's a good hit. And you see like the, the bullet just like burn a small hole in the earth and roots of this turf. Bonus action. My bonus action is to make my flamethrower go off. I'm trying to think of who do I want to hit with fire more, me or Grease Monkey? I imagine Grease Monkey's got like a lot of resistance to it. Not fire, huh. which is weird. That is weird. Right. It's actually going to hit the dirt golem, the lawn golem, and Rico. Okay. So they're all going to do deck saves. Sex saves. That's a seven. I succeed. And a 17. Both fail. Damn. 14 fire damage. Nice. 14 damage to the fire. Beautiful. As your little tiny, as your little friend lets out a small, small gout of fire. Are they both still up? They are both still up. Wow. Just about. The grass, like the turf golem is like blackened and charred. And every time it moves, it like cracks and huge hunks of, of earth just fall out of it. 
it's not looking good. I think my gorilla is then going to attack um, JK Seedling. Um, because it's a turf. Fuck you, Nikki. <laughs> oh, God. Might only take one of his attacks to hit, just saying. First one is a 17 to hit. That hits, roll damage. 13 damage. 13 damage. Your grease monkey comes over. The mere presence of it is already upsetting for anything natural. And then it just like throws a punch after this thing has just punched you. And it just, as this fist goes through, the thing just crumbles to the ground. Yes, Incredible. Can my grease monkey move to the side yeah. and flank with me against the dirt golem? Yes, it can flank you off. It can flank me off. Two more hits. The first one is a 27. Hits. Second one is a natural 20. Fuck me, ba, 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 ba. Roll damage, make it happen. 47 points of damage. Is that from two punches? Yep. Good lord. Wowzers. Grease monkey comes forwards after punching this lawn golem and takes a step back. As it takes a step back, he pirouettes, using his hand like in the backhand to smack into the stone armor of this dirt golem. It kind of lurches forwards and Grease Monkey from behind, then lifts up both hands above its head and like brings them both down. <clears throat> Almost mirroring what this dirt golem did with its shovel against you. The dirt golem has stood there dazed, confused, crumbling away, but not quite dead. My turret has 15 foot of movement. Okay. It can also be small. It's going to walk up to Captain Guy Captain and crawl up him. Oh. It's going to sit on Captain Guy Captain's shoulder. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will say this. It's like being next to something incredibly hot that also breathes fire. It's like, you know when you open the oven oh, for the yeah. first time and you've been cooking for a while? It's that heat, but it's right next to your face all the time. It's horrible. Not even the worst thing that's happened to Captain Guy Captain today. Guy, Guy thought you were, you were gonna like set him on fire. <laughs> okay, yeah. thank you very much. Rico, Keres. Just before I start, uh, JK, miracle growling. Um, oh, that's better. Yes, you're right. That's yes, better. you are. That's, that's, yes. that's better. So, um, Keres, I think, uh, sees the predicament she's in. She's gonna flip off JK in front of her. Yep. She's gonna phase back through the wall. Okay. She's gonna uh, pop up this side. From where I am, I'm still gonna go for Geminus. Um, <laughs> just, but it's just a different uh, different outlook. Uh, I'm gonna take a little look around as well. As you sort of slip there using your semi-spectral form, uh, you see there's like a huge ritual circle in the middle of the floor. Yeah, that's fun. With like a weird crystal in the middle of it. It glows like a sickly green which is kind of ni nicely contrasted by the fireplace there. It seems to have some sort of pot over it with, smells like a casserole. Roll to hit. With sharpshooter again, that is um, 23, so 18. Just about hits, roll damage. Yeah. So that will be, so 25 points of damage. I, I don't know whether you would give this to me as a free action, it's totally fine if not. Have I seen anything like this ritual circle before? Uh, roll me an arcana check. Is 16. 16. You have seen ritual circles before. Mm -hmm. You have not seen ones that use like weird sickly green gems in them in the middle before. And this one's like on cool. a pedestal as well, which is kind of weird. Cool. Because Granny Work never put anything on a pedestal. Especially not me. Especially not anyone. Cool. So <laughs> I, I, I sort of pop pop back through the wall, uh, shoot Geminus, look over and go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, and that's my turn. Cool. Uh, Levy. Uh, thing is still alive. Yes. 11 points of damage. You send out a final blast of lightning through this thing and you see the dirt just explode out, covering the place as though it's just been freshly tilled over by earth. And actually like a surprising amount of dirt explodes out of it, like 
more than you would have expected, even if you're like going above and beyond with your expectation. So it's more than you bargained for. Exactly. Amazing. Is anything still on fire? And the turf is like lightly smoldering, especially where Rico's been doing the the. Um, I just sort of want to use my bonus touch because I don't actually have all that much. I'm just going to um, gather the winds up though, and I really want to fan the flames. I want to set this lawn on, fully on fire. Cool. Um, roll me a spell ability check. So a d20, add your uh, charisma modifier, please. 21. You uh, channel this this windy power, this, this atmospheric control that you have and you start to just encourage the embers of these flames to grow a little bit, be a bit bigger and stronger. Now, you've learned a lot about fire from Rico, and you've learned a lot about fire from your dad. Well, like his associates, really, more than more than your dad himself. And you conjure, like, this wind around it, and it makes, like, a tiny fire twister that, like, start... It just, like, flickers in and out of existence as these embers kind of just start to rise and fall and rise and fall in, in a little swirling vortex. Amazing. You have successfully made tiny fire tornado. Yes, tiny fire tornado. And then I'm gonna fly down to the door and I would like to, I don't know if it's possible, just boot open the door and then that'll be my turn. Yeah, roll me an athletics check. God, I'm being, I'm feeling generous. Athletics check at advantage because you can literally fly yourself into it. <laughs> Natural 20! What is happening, guys? Not me, the Nat 20. Okay. It's all happening today. With a natural 20, you knock down this door and like there's a weight behind this door and it's probably bolted. But because you've got this storm power, you just sort of like vault yourself into it. Foot first, Natch. Yeah. And you feel like this weight behind the door just give way. Uh, you have knocked Geminus prone as well as opening the door. I love the, the vision for Karis is, uh, Karis, you cannot escape. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is literally just it. Just clattered by the door. Um, and Levy, you see two and a half hags turn and look at you. Presumably you're from the Homeowners Association. I'm the muscle. You're the muscle. Next up is the hags. They heard Captain Guy Captain talking about papers. They all look confused. They all look a little bit scared. There's this tiny asshole here shooting them. So what Laboribus is going to do is you see her, she sort of just puts her, puts two fingers to her temples. And she needs to make an intelligence saving throw. What? Whoa! Okay. She puts some fingers to her head and Keris, you hear her ask a question and the question is you said this belongs to us, does it not? Is it not rightfully ours? And then, like, her eyes flash open and they just roll back into her head. You've seen people take psychic damage before. And then she just starts speaking absolute garbage and her sisters turn to her and look at her and they all look kind of confused and frightened. Who was she trying to speak to? Uh, next up is Geminus, who's going to use half of her movement to stand up and say, uh, uh, <laughs> and... Go find some paperwork. She doesn't know what to do. Um, <laughs> this doesn't fall within their remit. So what she's going to do is say, pull yourselves together, Laboribus, and then turn to Levy, and Levy, she's going to try and give you a hug. All right. That's a 16 to hit Levy. Yeah, of course that hits me. Yeah. I'm a sorcerer. 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 Levy. Oh! Levy, you take 43 <gasps> bludgeoning damage. Oh! That's not allowed, Josh. Ew. That was a big number, Josh. I wait till my father hits <laughs> And you are grappled. Oh, okay. You may attempt to escape as an action on your turn. 
Well, I would like to use my reaction. Yeah. Uh, she could take 14 points of lightning damage and mm -hmm. make a strength saving throw, please. Oh, this is exciting. That's a 15. I don't know how this is going to work, but on a failure, it's pushed in a straight line up to 20 feet away from you. Ooh, spicy. What direction would you like to push her in? I want to push her into her sister. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. What is your spell save DC, Levy? 18. Fun fact, none of them save. <laughs> These had four luck. As they are all Three Stooges style pushed back. Levy, you are dragged with her. That's fine. As this thunderous force explodes like behind you, the exposed surface, this thunder just follows the lightning and they are all just like pushed back. Keris, you see them move past you. This is not movement that they've willingly done, so you do not get an opportunity attack. Next up is Tribulato. Tribulato is going to raise a finger towards a Levy. And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Oh. So that's a four. Levy. Yeah. You feel her look at you and this fury in her eyes boils in your eyes and it feels like her gaze is turning you and making your stomach churn and undulate, and you are sickened. You have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks, as she has cast Eye Bite on you. Oh, well, that's the opposite of what we wanted. Yeah, that's a, actually, Josh, that's a bad thing. Yeah, make this doesn't feel like it's yeah. gearing towards us winning. Um, and yeah. D&D's all about not. winning and being the best. Captain Guy Captain. Captain Guy Captain still got the net gun that I gave him, right? He does still have the net gun, yes. I do have the net gun, you're right. Yeah, do you know what? Captain Eye Captain is gonna <laughs> use his bonus action to dash. Okay. So he's gonna get right in and he's gonna walk right to the middle as like a power play ah. to like <laughs> deliver an official speech about um, things. And in doing so, he's gonna scuff the uh, ritual marks because yep. he doesn't know rituals. So he breaks whatever ritual marks are on the floor as he struts in, like okay. getting out a pen and a paper as he goes. Captain Guy Captain, um, you plan to strut, but you have taken the dash action. So it is going to be like a frantic dash that turns into you trying to be like... <coughs> <coughs> you do scuff some of these lines as the ritual circle. Does anything happen? Roll me a D1000. Seven, seven, six. 776. Captain, go Captain, as you run in, you see the hags all look at you. The two that still have their uh, minds and their wits about them start to yell no as you walk in with your with your clipboard. <laughs> 776. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't pull that face. I don't like DM that face. No. <laughs> I don't like this Please face. Please let it be that Captain Guy Captain turns into a bear or something. Don't let it be death for everyone. Uh, uh, um, uh, Captain uh, Guy Captain, 776. The caster's clothing becomes sentient for two weeks, refusing to leave the caster's warm, comfortable body and complaining loudly if treated roughly or exposed to uncomfortable elements. Oh my god, it's gonna be so good. That hat is gonna be pictured about the heat immediately. Captain Guy Captain, you scuff the ritual circle and there's a of magical energy that fills the room. And suddenly, all around you hear, Oh, I might. I'm a bit damp. Oh, there's, there's loads of holes in me. Oh, you think you've got it bad? I'm inside a shoe. Oh, well, I'm around his throat. I could fucking kill him if I wanted to. <laughs> and there's like a voice just like coming from your head that's like, I'm on top. I'm the most important person here. Um, and they're all talking over you, Captain Guy Captain. <laughs> 
he's going to try and remain composed and he's going to get out the gun that Rico gave him and he's going to say, right, you've got one more chance to show me some paperwork. I do not want to have to use this, but if I need to apprehend you for the authorities, I will. And he's going to hold it in case one of the hags tries to go towards him, in which case he will shoot them with the net. All of your items of clothing go, uh, oh yeah, he will, he's fucking unhinged. Thank you, I, no one ever believes like, in just me. Just as one, as, as one voice, and, you, and your hat is just like, that's not what I would have done, but I understand why he's doing it. Can anyone else hear this, or is this just Captain Guy Captain? Yeah, everyone, you can all hear this. Uh, everyone apart from Rico can hear this. Yeah. <laughs> What's there? So, oh, audible. God. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, they're audible. I'm your fucking socks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Captain Guy, Captain, roll me a intimidation check, please. Oh. At advantage because your clothing is talking. <laughs> it's the best number. Absolute psycho. <laughs> it's a twenty-two. Um, the two hags that still have their wits about them turn to you, Captain Guy, Captain, and there is true fear in their eyes. <laughs> Rico, it's your turn. So, do you remember earlier on in a previous episode where Captain Guy Captain was really touched that Rico gave him a gift? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to use my action to activate the spell stored in that item, and I need a con save from all three hags and Captain Guy Captain. Was, was, it, the, was it the gun that you gave? What am I rolling? What did you do to me? What's happening? <laughs> What's in the gun? Do I need to make a save as well? No, you're not close enough. You're just not close enough. Okay. Um, that was an 11, a 10, and a 4, so they've all failed. <gasps> I got a dirty 20. Okay, good, good. What, what has become of Captain Guy Captain? I don't He's know. He's become badass. It's, I'm using a giant dice for him, and I don't know whether it's giving him a complex or something. But. <laughs> oh, this is fun. This is all sorts of fun. What is it? What's happening? Um, so I imbued the gun with the spell Shatter that I can activate as an action, and I can do that 10 times before it runs out. Captain Guy Captain absolutely thinks it's the power of his speech about authority. <laughs> You know, like how everyone thought yeah. you set the lawn thing on fire. He thinks that he's cast this spell. Oh, that's 22 thunder damage. Yeah, they've all failed. So they will all take 22 thunder damage. Um, Captain Guy Captain takes half because he saved. It deals double damage to objects, doesn't it? It does indeed. And it, it quote, absolutely fucks the room up. That is a quote. <laughs> the thunder comes out of Captain Guy Captain's gun. Captain Guy Captain, you feel this power and you feel like you probably did that. Yeah, absolutely. But you don't know how. All the furniture in the room just like gets blown back. Each of these hags taking damage. Geminus, the one holding Levy, then just like drops limp. <laughs> and like... Blood starts to come out of her nose and her oh, ears nice job, and her eyes as well. And, and you hear like a ting, ting, ting as her teeth and nails fall out. Oh. And the other two hags scream, laborious more than usual. And while they have their mouth open, I'm going to use my bonus action for my flamethrower to, to do its 15 foot cone on the other two hags. Please. Cool, they have to do deck saves. Yeah, sex saves. That's a 16 and a 5. Captain Guy Captain, what's your passive perception? Perception score is uh, nothing, so 10. Captain Guy Captain, you believe this has come from you as well? He, <laughs> as all this chaos is happening, he just like says really quietly to himself, yeah, I'm gonna make this sale. <laughs> <laughs> 
How much damage do these two remaining hags 16 take? 16 fire damage. EBEG energy right here. Fucking terrifying. It is real, like, terrifying end boss energy from Captain Guy Captain. Yeah. He's got the rules on his side. The rules control the fun. As this, as this gout of flame issues forth from your shoulder, Captain Guy Captain, scorching two of these hags as, as the third one bleeds out. And then the grease monkey charges in. He's going to twat Tribulato. Okay. Oh, uh, Levy, you are no longer feeling poorly, by the way. Oh, Um, So I've got an 18. Hits. A 24. Hits. Michelle, would you like to verify? That's a bloody number, not 20, isn't it? (gasps) He rolls them all the time. Yeah, they all hit. We came with such a weird energy, and it's working well. Yeah, it is. Uh, 41 points of damage. So uh, Rico's big fat greasy monkey comes in through the back door (laughs) and tears Tribulato apart. Literally just like gorillas in the doors splintering inwards. It turns to Tribulato who doesn't even know that he's there and he just like tears off her limbs. He's just like, like a Christmas cracker. And uh, he throws the arms at Captain Guy Captain because, of course, he does. Of course, he does. And he absolutely will. And she is haggant. <laughs> Thank you, Rico. Uh, Keris. Um, okay, Keris sort of looks around at the scene and uh, <laughs> sees uh, sees um, Captain Guy Captain in a whole new light. Um, <laughs> Bet you wish you hadn't kicked him in the crotch now. <laughs> Um, sort of looks looks up at um, Laborabus, allies all around, and goes, um, I think you made a mistake with this, didn't you? I think you see this now, huh? And levels the gun at her head. Stop it. Was that a nat 20? It was. I think it was so exciting. You've got an ally within five feet, and I'll do crunchy crits. Um, okay, cool, 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 cool. D10 plus six, uh, and then... 8d6, and then I'm going to roll for damage as well. 8d6 is 48, plus the 16 is 62. 64. Fuck me, that was max damage, so another 16 on top of that. So 80 so far. Sneak attack, that's another 24 sneak attack. 104 damage. Their max HP is 75. Fuck. Uh, As she does that um, uh, 104 damage, she sort of uh, looks at the hag and says, um, so you had friends. I have friends. Um, and uh, it gives you all a, a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling until you see the uh, the sort of uh, the shadows dancing uh, around the room and the shadows become sort of even more clear as tiny little shadowy marionette puppets Shadow puppet. uh, start to sort of like walk towards <laughs> this hag and just sort of rip her apart. The shadows of children rip her apart. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as the final hag is torn to pieces by the shadow marionettes, a strange quiet overtakes this damp glade. And above the sounds of Captain Guy Captain's clothes getting to know each other, you guys can hear a low thrum of magic. And it seems to be coming from the sickly green crystal in the middle of the room. I'm going to walk over to the crystal. Okay. As Captain backs away from the crystal. <laughs> oh my, don't get, don't get away from it. It looks really interesting. Uh, uh, I bet you could put it in my pocket. Not a, not a bad idea. I don't think we should go near anything. I'm a very nice hat. Why do you sound different to everyone else, mate? I'm a bit concerned. 
I've not been with you for as long, and I've not had a time to learn your accent. That's true. It is enchanting, by the way. You're a new hat. Karis, you approach the gem. Can I can I see any uh, symbols that I recognize? Roll me an investigation check. That's another fucking 16. You take a look at it. The lines, you can't quite work out what they're made of. It seems to be like, it's almost as though the lines around this have grown out of mildew and mold and algae, that kind of weird oopy goop that you find on like wood that's been in the woods for too long. And the pillar itself is made of like a white stone. And you take a closer look, looking for you know, the telltale signs that would show that it's marble or whatever. And you realize that it's got like lines that mark it as though it's made of like several bits of material that have been stacked and compressed. And then you realize that it's bone and that the green goop on the floor was more likely bile. Uh, that is the worst green goop. Oh, my shoes have walked in there. I'm going to sort of like look at the others and as I'm looking at them in the eye, I'm going to take out my dagger and just sort of go to like scratch out some of the bile, kind of like uh, looking at you all sort of going, I'm going to do it if you don't say anything. Wait, what? what's happening? I don't understand. I don't think we should touch it, should we? If, if, if this is their doing, then I feel like we just need to stop it, no? But what What if something worse happens? What if it like brings them back to life? If anyone else wants to roll an arcana check, they may. Give it a go. I just rolled a natural 20. Wow. But I do have a negative one to my intelligence. That's okay. So it's a 19. I rolled a 19. 27. Wow. So I actually set different DCs for different people based on their based on their past and their knowledge. Rico, you look at this and mechanically you know that this I mean, you know, any summoning circle is designed to either create something or keep something contained or anything. Not necessarily that this is a summoning circle, but you take a look at it and the lines that are drawn, the symbols there are all indicative of something being summoned or something being contained. It's difficult quite to tell what um because it doesn't quite fall within your remit of knowledge <laughs> but you realize that there's a repeated motif there's lots of triangles there's lots of three pointed lines lots of things that reference threes powers of threes this summoning circle two you realize rico has been here for a very 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 long time like a ridiculous length of time. Oh no. Like this might have been here for as long as this hut has been here. Ooh. Levy, you don't really need to investigate this with the same scientific rigor that Rico does. Rico wants to learn about it, but you look at it and you know that summoning circle was keeping that gem safe, keeping that gem locked in, keeping that gem protected from something. And Captain Guy Captain smudged some of the lines out. Oh, and these three hags have been killed. And presumably, they were the ones that put it in place. And as you come to this realization, the weather outside changes. Oh, and the wind picks up, starts blowing harder and faster around. And the already dim, dull clearing seems to get a dark cloud covering above it as you hear a cackle on the wind that Keris, it puts the willies right through you. I knew it. Oh, I got the willies, man. <laughs> Rico, you know what a lich is. Yeah, I do. You know that liches imbue their power in something. Yeah. Keris, you thought Granny Welk was dead. <laughs> Fuck. And you all have this realization 
at the exact same time. Apart from Captain Guy Captain. Captain Guy Captain kind of thinks that whatever was released is what's in his hat. That's why it has the different voice. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. No! Oh, God. Also, sorry, who's going to break it to Captain Guy Captain that this was probably their house and we just broke in? He's in two minds because he's like, I didn't see any paperwork. I also didn't not see any paperwork. So it could have just been like a, a big homicide, but you know. We just broke into their house and killed them. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he... <laughs> He didn't really hurt anyone apart from the bush outside. True, true, true. <laughs> what are you doing in my house? <laughs> Guys, do you think there's something evil in my hat? Oh, no, I'm a very good hat. Thank you. That is what an evil hat would say. Yeah, he yeah, takes yeah. it off and looks at it in front of him. Uh, I don't have any eyes, but I know I've been taken off your head, uh, Guy. Hey, maybe we should set the hat on fire. Right, I don't think we should actually worry don't, about don't that. Don't do that. I'll, I'll scream the whole time. It'll be terrible. Something terrible is happening. I'm starting to think we may be, um, did a bad thing. But as with all of our decisions, we don't find out until after we've done it. So what are we going to do next? I think you should offset the bad decision you've made now by making a good decision and buying the boat. <laughs> Captain, God, Captain, we're in a dilemma right now. And all you can think of is selling your bloody boat. I will hit you in the pennies again. <laughs> Captain looks, he looks like his normal level of fear, but then also part of him's like, I mean, I can do thunder damage now. <laughs> just in his mind, he's just like... My favourite thing is that he also fully hit him. Like, in his mind, he hits himself when he does it. Because he took damage. That's because he is the thunder, you know? So um, he... Price I am willing to take. <laughs> so uh, when do we land on maybe, uh, you know, exploding the gem? I thought there was something trapped in the gem that's meant to be stuck. It's, uh, it's probably not inside the gem anymore. I can try speaking to it. Uh... Jen, or being, or whatever, we just released you. Uh, you know, you're being kept prisoner. We are your friends and allies. The gem does nothing. The hat says, uh, I'd really quite appreciate being put back on your head now. That would uh, that would be really, really good. I'm feeling threatened. I'm feeling attacked. Uh, I, I would feel much safer if I was on your head, Guy. My good friend. My good new friend, Guy. If you're really my friend, what colour is my hair? Uh, your hair is the colour of love and sunshine and glory. It's comfort. Aww. It's it's a warm hug on a bad day. Oh, you can stay. And he puts it back on. <laughs> no, don't fucking... They have not said a colour once now. And as the hat goes back on your head, it just goes... <sighs> oh, that's much better, thank you. The best part is, we could combat this if any of us said one nice thing to Captain Guy Captain ever, but yeah. I just, no way. He really. needs this hat, he needs Harris, it. Harris fucking tried and then got uh, beaten down by her captain. Captain was really feeling like they had a bond and then you punched him. As Levy is chatting uh, to a gem, um, I think Keris will sort of like float slowly over to the to the window. You float over to the window, Keris. All of the large fungus have grown much thicker, and the air outside looks damp and thick with spores. Oh, uh, guys, I don't know how to tell you this, but the mushrooms are dummy thick now. <laughs> We're looking at like you know spores all over. What do we do? We just like leave. Do, do we know that this is her house? Captain Go Captain, you see a bureau. Oh yeah, he's gonna go and look for some paperwork, absolutely. Uh, roll me an investigation check. <gasps> That's a 24. <gasps> wow. This hat, man. <laughs> That's just there going, there's a bureau over there. <laughs> uh, 
no, no, this, there, there, there we go. Open the little thing that says documents. Yes. Yeah, there we are. There you are. There you are. And you t t literally you see a little bit of paper that says deed of ownership. <laughs> Do you open it? Yeah, of course. It says uh, this property belongs to Laborus, Laborabus, Geminus, and Tribulato, uh, signed by Queen of the Fae. Titania. Oh no! Consort of Flit, the toy maker, and all who else he identifies as. Guys, guys, I've just found a bit of paperwork here that said this this was their house, and um, it's signed by some queen called Titania. Is is there anything Granny Welky in this house at all that has her name on it? Anything that Captain Guy Captain could use to rid the guilt that he's killed some people? Roll me an insight check. That's a 14 on an insight. There is one singular thing in this house that has big Granny Welk energy. Oh no. I think you know is it the hat? what it is. It's not the hat. Oh. Sorry, I thought that's what you were getting at. I'm so sorry. Captain Guy Captain is so <laughs> caught up in Captain Guy Captain. It no, is glorious. Is it, is it the crystal? It is, it is in fact, the crystal. The hat is just a side effect that Josh has put so much flavour in that at least just on the hat is now the main part of the, the story. Hat is the is the linchpin <laughs> in all of this. It's, it's the big bad evil garment. Yeah. yeah, sure. Captain Guy Captain will like take the certificate over me. Like guys, yeah, this this was definitely their house, and I I only really get Granny Welk vibes from the bony crystally thing. Um, has Levy heard of Queen? Uh... Um, roll me a history check. Would I be able to roll a history check as well? Would that be okay? Yeah, go on then. That's a three. Uh, Levy, like maybe someone said something about that, but that's like lame, boring history shit. Boring. You're more about the now. Yeah. Uh, 11. Uh, flash of genius. Oh. Add five. Thank you. That's a 16. Keris, you sort of think about what Captain Guy Captain said, and then just like you look over at Rico, who's just there leaning against a wall, and then it occurs to you that like, you don't know Titania specifically, but you're aware of who Flit is. And like, Flit is the god of mischief and like the fae and is also the patron of children and orphans. Oh no! And then you get a look at these hags <laughs> and uh, there's something familiar about them. Oh no! <laughs> and then, Keris, you are reminded how hags propagate themselves and all of those friends of yours at the orphanage that went missing and you turn to Laborabus, and you recognize Greta. Oh no! And it occurs to you that this is something that could happen to you. <laughs> I wasn't ready. How is it that hags <laughs> propagate themselves? Yeah, I don't really know what's going on. To give a hag Hags eat children to make other hags. Wait, so do they eat a child and like another hag pops up or? They eat the child and then give birth to that child. And that becomes a hag. And that child then eventually grows up to be a hag once a certain condition is met. Ooh. Fucking hell. And um, they look like the children they eat. That's horrifying. Of course they do. Oh my god. Keris is, is going through a lot um, and I think is just basically catatonic uh, as it stands at the moment and just kind of like sink slowly down into the into the floor slightly. She's <laughs> It's not a good way. That's fair. Keris, what's, That's fair. Uh, what's going on? Are, are you are you okay? Yeah. Nothing, nothing. Look, this isn't necessarily a bad thing, all right? We can work on this. Look, we we just said we'd do a job. They attacked us. Uh, you know, we were lied to. We're, like, not complicit in this. We can work on it. But I think we just got to go. 
M maybe Rico should blow up the crystal. Maybe that's a good idea. <laughs> I could blow up the whole house if you want. If maybe set it on fire, it's, you know. Maybe with the documentation inside and he looks ashamed as he says it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think as, as all of this is happening, Keris starts to like move slowly around the room, just kind of like shaking her already incorporeal body is kind of like spluttering and almost like glitching slightly um, as she sort of like tries to find things that she can make into peg dolls around the house um, and just frantically is sort of trying to kind of claw any semblance of the spirits knowing that it has to be an instantaneous thing and she didn't do it um, she's kind of in vain almost just sort of like trying to clutch at the spirits of these um of roll these. me a charisma charisma sleight of hand please i rolled a 19 with plus four charisma 23 keris you're quite in your feelings understandably and you start searching for a semblance of a soul a scrap of spirit or character to hold on to and you just feel that slight tug of connection and whether it's because you were previously connected and then you just see like on the ground you see three of these fingernails that they have each of them like simultaneously a fingernail sort of just drops out and you know that you can put an essence of yourself into a fingernail or a tooth and it stands to reason that they probably can as well. I'm gonna bend down, pick up all three, and I have a little doll's head, and there's a little twist top mm -hmm. where the, the sort of like wig cap is. And I twist it off and I put each of the three in there and give the doll's head a little kiss on top. And I'm gonna say, um, I'm so sorry. I will speak to you soon. <laughs> and then just sit and cry. Oh, Karis. Karis, right? We've got a lot of emotions. We're going to get through them together, yes? We always do as a team. We'll cry about it. We'll pick on Captain Guy Captain a bit. That'll make you feel better, yeah? Keris doesn't cry. You're lying. You're crying. Sure, yeah, yeah. Keris. You never cry, but if you want to, that's okay. We got to go now, yeah? Yes. All right. We need to be careful. I don't know. I don't know where she is, but uh, she will be here somewhere, I'm sure. All right. Well, look, at the end of the day, we did what she asked. She shouldn't really come after us it's not it's not your fault yeah it's not it's not even captain's fault this time i don't know i mean i i did that thunder and that fire and i killed some of them yeah to know. be fair captain guy captain was the one that killed them. he looks so guilty he was awful <laughs> oh god they're both gonna start crying in a minute rico is put two together immediately because he's very smart and said nothing because he doesn't care enough about captain guy captain <laughs> <laughs> okay we need to go so uh we uh we're gonna blow this joint or just uh you know blow this joint if it is if it is what I think we can all assume it is. If we leave it here, then uh, at the at the very least, she may go back in it at some point. Or we could take it with us and use it as a bargaining chip. Maybe we could put her back, you know? Does it does it move? The crystal? Keris, roll me a constitution saving throw. That was a 19 plus 4, so 23. Wow. Keris, as you reach out towards the crystal, you feel an oppressive force push against your mind. But you're, you're in your feelings even though you're not going to express them. And your, I, I loathe to say stubbornness, your bloody-mindedness to reach out and touch this pushes through this feeling of oppressive force. And your hand grasps around the sickly green crystal. And it feels cold. It feels momentous, like the crystal itself is momentous. And inside, it's like a 
swirling mist or fog just inside this. It's moving ever so slightly. And you pick it up, and it feels the same weight you'd expect it to feel. You don't like it. She takes the, the scarf from around uh, Captain Go Captain's neck. Be careful, it might argue with you. Oh, that's a point. You you go to reach the scarf and the scarf goes, no. <laughs> no. I forgot about that. Don't uh, take me away from Guy. I like it here. It's nice and safe and warm. I'd fuck your scarf. Fuck it. I'm sorry, Captain Guy Captain. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't I don't know what's up with him today. And I, I, I find something from around the... Yeah, it's fine. You can just find like a bit of cloth. It's fine. Yeah, and, and wrap it up and give it to the monkey. <laughs> um, you have done so. As the gem leaves the area of the summoning circle, the scuffed summoning circle, all of the green there just kind of fades out gently. I think we need to leave. Yeah. Okay. Keris, you leave through the door, presumably, and there are just spores blowing. It's like it's, like it's snowing outside, but instead of snow, it's spores, mushroom spores. You can breathe, but it's very difficult. Captain is bringing the house deeds with him as evidence. Evidence that we killed someone? <laughs> you fucking psycho! No, no, no. no, no, no. So that there's no proof that they did own the house. <laughs> and also blackmail for oh, no. us. <laughs> so, you guys step out of the house into the blizzard of spores. You know the rough direction that you came from? And you head in that direction. Yeah, can I just use my uh, storm thing to, like, try and keep the sports away from us? Like, blow the wind? Yeah, of course, yes. You, you can create, like, a little protective bubble. Yeah. But, Levy, you are surprised that this isn't caused by weather. Yeah, like, this wind is not a not a natural wind. Something, something feels pissed off that whatever's happened has happened, or something's way of celebrating is pretty fucking terrible. Can I have a survival check at disadvantage from whoever is taking lead? 24. Yeah. You find your way through this mushroom forest. It feels different here. Previously, it was damp and a bit eerie, but this is straight up malevolent. Everyone roll me a nature check. I got a seven. 16. Zero. 21. <laughs> Captain Guy Captain and Levy. As you guys are walking through this forest, you see something that you've only heard tale of before. Floating amongst the huge mushroom stumps, the trunks of these mushrooms, you see a being floating off the ground. Large and orb-shaped. Tendrils coming off the side of it and a single great eye in the middle of what you believe to be matching your description of a beholder. Keris and Rico, you also see this, but you notice that where one would expect to see a mouth, there isn't anything. And the tendrils that come out the bottom are connected to the ground, and the tendrils at the top actually look like mushrooms coming up the top of it. You believe that you're walking through a part of this forest that has mushrooms that have grown to look like they are beholders. You do feel like they are watching you, however. That is horrific. I'm going faster. <laughs> Very well. You go faster through this forest. And eventually, you make it to the edge of the forest. And almost like there has been a glass wall or something, you feel the atmosphere change. And it 
goes from being this nasty feeling to being just a little bit lighter. And you see that there's a trestle table laid out that's got a multi-tiered assortment of petty fours, finger sandwiches. And there's some mini quiches there as well. There's a teapot that's brimming with fresh tea inside it. Little teacups laid out. You see a, a little grey dog running around the place, chasing butterflies by the looks of things. Mm-hmm. And sat uh, in the middle of the table, you can see Granny Welk just putting the last bits of preparation down for the little tea party. And as you guys step out of the, the fungal jungle, you you can see her sat there. And she, she turns and looks at you and raises a cheery hand. And you see that on your boat, the test drive, there is, you know, the, the, the little dolls are there. They're sort of working happily. And Granny Welk sort of just sees you and, and waves at you. She's a little bit too far away to be able to talk to you. She's not quite the yelling sort. Kerry says nothing uh, and sort of slows down and pats Levy on the, the side and kind of ushers her kind of in front um, and says, um, she cannot harm us. Um, she has told us this. If what she says is true, then um, we cannot be hurt by her. But we don't want to deal with her in any way, any any way more. We just need our need our reward, and then we go. Yeah, we held up our side of the bargain. She needs to hold up hers. Do you want me to say anything else to her? No. All right, I'll take the lead. You stroll up, taking the lead. Yeah. As you walk up, Granny Welk says, "Oh, hello. So good to see you all, and you're all looking so well." And Captain Guy, Captain's clothes just sort of like they're, they're, they're quite quiet. They're all like. Oh, thanks. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, we've had a great time. Uh, and, and the hat's just like, well, well this, yes, yes, yeah, well. And she sort of turns to Keris and says, well, cheer up, it it might never happen. Right, yeah, no, no, none of this. Tea? Right, we held up our side of the bargain. You tell us where the treasure is and we are done with you forever. I don't know what the fuck it is we've just done for you, but I suggest you just give us what uh, you promised and we will be on our way. Of course, you, you dealt with my little squatter problem in my little cottage. Well, it wasn't really a squatter problem if Mm-mm. you don't own the house. No, for it to count as squatters, then you need to legally own the property and then the people in there have to legally not own the property, and that is not the case. Well, they owed it to me. It was my property. But you don't have any documentation. Yeah, why is it your property? You, you silly folks in your, your documentation, they agreed to give it to me in the same way that I agreed to not hurt you if you did as I asked. But you also said they were squatters and they're not, which is lying, and lying is bad. They were living in my property without due course. As a rule, I don't, I can't lie. This is like salesman school all over again. (laughs) Like, you can't lie, but you can bend the truth and say other words. I see see it. The truth is concrete. What is not concrete is people's perceptions of it, Guy. That's Captain Guy. Captain. We're not on a boat at the moment, my dear. But I've got a hat, though, and this hat will tell you what for. Well, he is actually a captain, madam. Uh, yes, hat! I regret to inform you, he, he is the captain of a ship. He is able to perform weddings and funerals, and one time he made thunder happen. This is strange. What a strange little trinket you've got on your head there, Captain Guy Captain. Right, we're not here to make friends. I don't know what's going on here between you two, but do you want to tell us what, what's going on? What you've just tricked us into doing? I've not tricked you into doing anything. You agreed. Would you like a cup of tea? No. Cake? No. Sandwich? No. Petty four? No. Very well. If you won't come join me for tea? Not part of the deal, I'm afraid. 
No, I just, I just want to get my treasure, yeah? Of course. Well, if you wish to find your way, all you have to do is put that little gem on the front of your boat and you can sail off into the mist. It'll direct you to where you're going. I'd like to incite that shit-eating grin. <laughs> yes, you absolutely may incite the shit-eating grin. 22. Seems to be telling the truth. If you, put, if you put the gem on the front of your boat, it will take you to where you're going. The other part of the deal, that you cannot harm us. This is true. I cannot harm you. And I wouldn't want to harm you, Keris, my dear. She nods a couple of times and says, um, then know this, we will leave and we will grow in power. We will find friends, we will find allies. And when we have found them, and when we are strong enough, we will come back and we will kill you. That's not very nice, is it? Look what your friends, what a bad influence they've been on you, Keris. You used to be so nice and well-behaved. I've done such a lovely thing for you and your friends, and, well, I don't expect any gratitude. I've come to know you better than that, Keris. Now go on, on your way. Off you and your little friends trot on your treasure hunt. Fuck you, Granny Welk. And she turns around and walks away. She sits down and starts sipping her tea with her, her weird little six-eyed dog next to her. Do you go to board your ship? Yes. You guys head towards the test drive. As you approach, all of the dolls just fall boom, on the ship as though they have ceased to be animated by whatever magic was animating them previously. The gangplank is down. You're able to get on board. Um, and you have this green gem that's been wrapped up in some fabric. And held by a monkey. And held by a monkey. And a monkey put it on the front of them. Yeah. As monkey with the gem heads towards the prow of the ship, one of the dolls gets up and doesn't say anything, but her hands are waving in front of her, in front of Monkey, as, as if to say, no, stop. Should we not do this? I unscrew the, the top of uh, the doll's head and bring out one of the fingernails. And I say, uh, Greta, can you hear me? There's a feeling of affirmation. Should we not do what Granny Welk has asked us to? There's a second feeling of affirmation. As in, you should not do what Granny Welk has asked you to do. Uh, should we destroy this gem? There's like a big yes feeling. Can we? There's a like a response that can best be described as, can you? Can I? Uh, <laughs> roll me an arcana check. And anyone else can roll me an arcana check as well if they're listening in on this conversation. 24. 24! <laughs> From your knowledges and understanding, these sort of receptacles for souls that you sort of you guys agreed and found out that this is what this is. They can be destroyed, like, by destroying the container. Because it is, it is in essence, a container that has been protected. So long as you can find a way to destroy it, that's fine. If it has certain enchantments, you would need to know the spell to find out what those enchantments are and find a way to remove them. But in essence, the second that a jar is opened, you know, if you've got a jar containing a gas, the second that jar is opened, the gas is released. Can I identify the gem, then? You're going to cast that as a spell or as a ritual? Ritual! Uh, you do so. And you, you sort of take take the little pearl that you need for it, and you rub it over it, and you bring it up to the eye, and you rub it again. And sort of for just for ten minutes, you're sort of doing this appraisal bit shtick. And you find out that this gem is a soul vessel, and it can contain uh, the spirits of of souls. The spirits of souls, the spirits of people who have passed. This is a locked soul vessel, so nothing can currently go in or out. It is made of some weird greenish 
crystal, some sort of tainted emerald. It unproduces heat, it's cold, it radiates cold. Endothermic. Endothermic, good word. It's also a plus three spellcasting thing, which I call. Do I feel like I could break it? I mean, you're Rico Grease, you can break anything. Wait, wait. So you're saying there's like a soul in there? No, soul's gone. The soul's gone. No, there's souls in there. It is currently sealed. There's oh, souls in there. There's multiple souls already. The, still in there. Yeah, so there's souls in there. So if you break it, you're just releasing those souls. We don't know what souls are in there, right? Like, Karis, what souls would be in there? I, I go, are you in there, Greta? There's a negative. Are the others? There's a negative. What if it's like granny bitch face? What if it's her soul in there? Like a body separate from her soul? Is it her soul? There's an affirmative. It is a part of her, I think, yes. Wait, wait, Keras, you can do like that fucking thing, right? Like if you, you kill someone or you destroy them, like you can like grab their soul. Sure, I mean, we can try. And then you'd have control of her soul. Is it just her soul in there on her own? Is it just her soul in there on her own? I mean, based on what you guys learned previously, it does kind of seem like it. But given the nature of how souls are, it's hard to tell. Um, Greta doesn't respond. Don't know. Uh, maybe she has taken on so many souls herself that that is the reason that there is more than one. But yes, if 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 this contains part of her, then if we destroy it, then we can maybe destroy part of her. How big is this gem? It's about the size of a grapefruit. So we can do all that if that's what you want, Karis. Obviously, we can ignore your little friend who's waving and just stick stick on the front of the boat and go get this treasure. Can you can you can you tell me anything else other than yes or no? You get the impression that she can like say a little. I'm gonna go over to one of the dolls, um, pick it up and just kind of press press the fingernail like on to the doll and sort of say, Can you can you can you speak to me now? Or Okay, Tom, I'm very sorry about what's about to happen. <laughs> okay. You press the... Where do you press the nail in on this doll? Um, uh, just uh, kind of... I think as opposed to pressing it in, I'll probably sort of like tuck it into one of the pockets or something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. As you do so, like the doll that was lying flat, the head just kind of moves a little bit towards you, Keris, and the arms kind of slowly animate and, and it pushes itself up and like turns to you and just like cocks the head ever so slightly. Can, can you speak to me now? The doll just kind of looks at you. And like the mouths are painted on, the mouths can't move. Right, 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 um, fuck you. But you, you get a feeling in your head that says thank you. And then she uh, turns towards Granny Welk and just like starts walking in that direction. I let her walk. She gets over the gangplank. It's very slow. What's going on? Karis, what's happening? And then from exactly 120 feet away from Granny Welk. A beam of energy comes out the centre of the doll as the doll fucking nails Granny Welk with an Eldritch Blast. Oh, we're fucking going! And forces her back 10 feet. Nice. And Granny Welk, Granny Welk like turns around and looks at the doll and then back at you guys and back at the doll and she just points at it and the doll just poof, dust. And she looks at you guys on the boat and like she's just looking at you. She's not watching you she is looking at you we don't we don't use the gem all right i don't care how much money how much gold how much we cannot we cannot play her game anymore we find a way to destroy it levy's just like hovered up and it's just like they're like holding her gun at granny well it's like are we like fighting this bitch <laughs> are we throwing down i, I don't want to be turned to dust well me neither but like she hurt our friend so 
I think she's got a gun. We hurt her friend. We did that. Captain did. Wait, what? Oh, no, did you're right. It was my fault. No, no, Captain Guy, Captain. You were just following orders. But I'm the captain. I should make the orders. <laughs> no, no, no. Not like this. I think we go. I don't think we can fight her right now. Rico and Levy, you feel like you could probably take her. Yeah. She's a, this is a little old lady. This is a little old lady. Like, what, she knows, she knows one spell. Right. One eighth <laughs> level spell. One life-ending <laughs> spell that turns you to dust. I think for some fun, Rico's going to kick his turret onto the um, the cake table. That's going to be an incredible kick. I'm going to need you to roll me an athletics check and you are looking to get 28. 17. Yes. No. <laughs> You kick your turret, and it does, it does like, go out, but it does not land anywhere near the table. It doesn't land in the water either, so, you know, there's that. That's fine. The turret's still alive, then. I think we go. Um, we can always come back and finish the job. Right. Can you just do me a favour, though, Karis? Are you 100% sure about this? You sure you don't want to just try stabbing that gem thing now? I think when we are this close to someone as powerful as Granny Welk, I would prefer not to. It's an old lady. Yeah, it's just a little old it lady. Is, it is not an old lady. It is it is so much more than an old lady. Yeah, can I insight? Is this just Keras being scared? Or does Keras yeah. know something? Yeah, roll, roll me an insight check and, I'll, and Tom, I'll just let you decide what that does. 17. 23. When we first arrived here, it was, you can realise now, it was probably just fear trauma uh, coming back and uh, producing inherent fear. Yeah, absolutely. Over the course of the time that we've been here, more and more has slotted into place and what she says seemingly is true. So, so Keris, you do truly believe that she is a very powerful magic user. So you guys would all get that from Keris. What you guys don't get from Keris is a sense of how strong Keris is. Yeah. To you, it's very clear that Keris still feels like she's the little child that mm. went through what she went through, and by God did she go through it, even if she's not properly talked about it with you guys. Whoever this Granny Welk figure is has done some terrible stuff to good people, and Keris doesn't believe that you should fight her. I will say this once. Many people have died at her hand because of her and because of me. And I don't want to add the three of you. And she does like look at Captain Guy Captain, uh, sort of, and like lingering look. Mm. Uh, not, not, not romantic, but um, a very much a pointed look at Captain Guy Captain. I don't want to add the three of you to that list. Not now, not ever. I want to add her. I do, but I don't think that now is the time. All right, DM. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna set us to set sail, mm -hmm. um, and then I'm gonna cast. Um, uh, a delayed blast fireball at Granny Well. <laughs> What's the range on delayed blast fireball, please? 150 feet. I can get. I'll get. I'll float closer if I have to. Okay. So, Captain Guy, Captain, you get to the wheel. Uh, Keris, presumably you go below deck. You gather up your dolls and go below deck. I don't think I do gather up my dolls. I think I leave them. Okay. Yeah, they're going to make their way back. Sorry, everyone. Rico, what do you do? I mean, if she's going to go bada-boom, I think I might have to go bada-bing. Okay. So everyone gets ready to set sail. The sails fold down, the anchor comes up, and the boat begins to move off. 
as it does, there is a little flash right in the middle of the tea party table as Levy unleashes or releases the delayed blast fireball at the same time that Rico does what? Uh, I think I'm going to cast fireball at fourth level for 9d6. What's the range on fireball? 150 feet. Okay. That is a save of 19 for the delayed blast fireball and an 18 for the fireball fireball. That accept that that passes. Yeah, that goes. But it still takes half damage. Yeah, the save is 18. And her dog has an 11 and an 8. So the dog fails both. Give me the the max damage and I'll give her half of it. I, I may have um, just deeply entrenched paranoia, but I have a bad feeling about this. Uh, 38 from me. 81, so she'll take 40. That's a lot of fire damage. As you start to move off, these motes of flame are released and the atmosphere changes. This peaceful glade, the air suddenly thickens with spores and a terrible laughter begins to fill the air as well as Granny Welk begins to laugh and cackle and appear on your boat at the prow. Next to her, her little dog, Grey, charred and burnt and twitching, ever so slightly twitching his head side to side and the head suddenly starts to twist more and as he twists more his shoulders puff out and his hind legs grow big and his head extends his teeth get long and gruesome his eyes move further back along his head and suddenly he stands on his back legs and lets out a huge roar as the grey flesh on his face parts to reveal a more filled with too many teeth. As Granny Welk stands next to her grey render, she looks at you all and says, Now, I said I wouldn't hurt you. And from below her, a shadow appears. And it stretches out like she stood at twilight. And this long, shadowy version of her coalesces. Where's the gem right now? I've got it. Oh, what did you do? <laughs> Where's Rico right now? Um, I think he's like by the mast. Rico, roll me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, dirty 20. Rico, you take 31 <gasps> slashing damage. Oh my lord. And 31 necrotic damage. Ooh. Oh no. Ooh, very As this gem bursts in your hand and whatever soul that was in there is released. It was oh, and she says, you should never look a gift horse in the mouth. <gasps> and then the shadow starts to laugh. <laughs> and that's where we're going to end today's session. <laughs> oh. Not to sound like I'm trying to get cast in Charmed. Fuck me, that's a dated reference. I know. I know. <laughs> You're really showing our age here, man. 